0: You're listening to the Candid Comms Podcast with Rachel Miller. Join me every week for practical advice and inspirational ideas to help you focus on all things internal communication related. Hello and welcome to the show. In today's episode, you and I are going to be thinking about being a strategic internal communicator. Sounds great, doesn't it? But what does it actually mean? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like to be a strategic internal communicator? That's the focus of our discussion today. And as ever, you will leave with one thing to know, one thing to do and one thing to think about. Are you ready? Let's get started. What do we need to know about being a strategic internal communicator? Well, we need to bust the jargon to start with. What on earth does it mean to be a strategic internal communicator? This is a phrase that I am sure is familiar to you comms friends. I'm sure that you've seen it on job adverts. I'm sure you've seen people describe themselves as working strategically. But let's just bust it wide open. What on earth do we mean? When I talk about working strategically, I like to replace the word strategic or strategy with thinking. We need to be able to show what our thinking is. When you are working strategically, it means being able to very clearly articulate the thinking behind the doing. So, strategy for me is about being proactive, doing the thinking. And then tactics is about being reactive doing the doing. So working strategically for me to think about it succinctly is the thinking that we put behind it. Now, when you're working inside an organization, typically within a comms team, if you are more than a team of one person, you will have people who are the thinkers and you have people who are the doers. And then we may separate a team out where the doers are channel managers, they're content creators, and the thinkers are people working strategically. So we are setting standards, for example. We are looking at policies, procedures, advice and guidance, leadership communication. We're doing much more of the deep thinking. Now, that's not to say that people who are working with channels and content aren't doing the thinking, but it's normally we're following instructions from somebody else. Somebody else within the comms team has been setting the standards and it's pulled through into our own work streams and initiatives. Now, working as a strategic internal communicator for me is evidenced through a variety of things. It's being brought into conversations early. So when there are discussions going on inside an organisation where the thinking is being done, so let's give an example, let's think about change communication. What does it mean to work strategically during change communication? To me, it means being present in the room where decisions and discussions are taking place. You're helping shape the thinking of the organisation. An organisation is made up of its people. Therefore, we need to be present when those conversations are happening. We're helping people think through decisions. We're helping them come to conclusions. And therefore, we are creating clarity around our internal communication. Working strategically is often used to talk about leadership communication, where we are seen as trusted advisors. We love that phrase, comms friends, within the world of internal communication. We love being described as trusted advisors. And I really like this phrase. The important bit for me is the trusted bit. Anybody could be an advisor. Everybody can give advice and they often do, whether it's solicited or not. Being a trusted advisor is about building relationships inside the organisation, building relationships with your stakeholders so you become the go-to person. Evidence for that for me includes conversations like, oh, I don't know if you need to know this, but, and then you get told something. Or, I've become aware of this happening over here in the organisation, I thought I would make you aware. Great. When you're working strategically, you are gathering insights and evidence. You are absorbing them like a sponge, ready to do something with them immediately or parking them, storing them away for future work. So this is what we need to know. We need to know what it actually means to be strategic. I remember a conversation when I was working in-house with my manager who said to me, we were having a one-to-one and she said, Rachel, we've got some feedback for you. And I said, Okay, great. Hoping it was good. And she said, I feel like you need to work more strategically with your stakeholders. And I remember nodding and smiling and going, Okay, right, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll I'll take that away. And I remember we finished the meeting and I reflected on it and I thought. I don't know what she means. I don't know what that comment means. What does it mean to work more strategically? So I asked her, I went back to her and we had another conversation where I said, I've been thinking about your comment about me working strategically. I don't actually understand what you mean by that. Can you tell me what you mean? Can you help me understand it? And then we had a really good conversation where she said, I need you to be able to prioritize the work that you're doing You understand what the business priorities are and now need you to show me through the way you're prioritizing your work. I need you to show me through all the different conversations that you're having with your stakeholders and the recommendations that you're bringing back to me and to the team that you are doing the thinking around it. Here's that thinking word again. It's the strategy. It's the big picture, the thinking, which then pulls through into work streams and it pulls through into the doing. Now, this didn't just magically happen overnight. I had to really work at it. And one of the things that I did then and that I do now with my comms friends and clients is spot the gaps. So in order for me to work strategically in that particular organisation, I realised I needed better relationships with my stakeholders. I needed to understand what was top of mind for my leaders and what was top of mind for my employees. I needed to be able to gather that evidence and insight and turn it into action. I needed to craft meaningful pictures from the data around me, order that thinking and translate it into the doing. As professional communicators, it is our business to know our business, and that includes knowing our leaders brilliantly and listening to our employees and knowing them brilliantly too. I wonder what you think of that. How do you describe being strategic? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to the people around you? And how does it translate into action day to day for you as an internal communicator? We're now going to focus on what we need to do when working as a strategic internal communicator. And there are two things I'm going to share with you in this part of this episode. The first one is is the profession map from the Institute of Internal Communication. Now, if you listen to season one, you will have heard me mention this a number of times. The profession map from the IOIC, the Institute of Internal Communication, is extremely valuable because on a page, it looks at what it means to be an internal communicator. It looks at the core skills, the core areas of expertise and the behaviors that we need to display. Now coupled with the profession map is a really useful PDF and the particularly useful bit for me is the levels that it talks about. I use the profession map when I'm working with my comms friends and clients and helping them to organise their communication teams. I use it to help me reorganise communication teams to look at the work and the deliverables that the team are focused on helps me map the outputs and the outcomes of the internal communication team, and it helps me make decisions. In particular, the profession map is broken down in four levels. Level one is delivering. Level two is managing. Level three is strategically advising. There are those words we've already heard, the strategic and advising. And level four is leading. When you work as a strategic internal communicator, it's important that we have clarity around the language we've talked about already. However, how does this manifest itself through the work that you do? Level three within the IOIC profession map, the strategically advising bit, if you really look at that properly and break it down, it talks about things like Having an evaluation process in place or measurement structures in place inside your communication function. It also talks about things like developing a channels infrastructure and working within your internal communication strategy. Whereas level four is much more about setting the standards, leading the function, leading the team helping the rest of the organisation upskill themselves where you are setting those standards. You're helping stakeholders, employees, leaders understand what brilliant internal communication looks like. Now, if we focus on level three here on this strategically advising, I encourage you to look up the profession map. I'll include it within the show notes at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. But have a look at all the wording that you'll find at level three. If you've been challenged to work more strategically or if you would already describe yourself as working as a strategic internal communicator, maybe you're operating at a senior internal communications manager level or perhaps an internal comms lead level. Now. Let's just pause here because we don't have consistency in the wonderful world of internal communication when it comes to job titles. I mentioned this back in season one. There's a brilliant new blog post that's just been published by an internal communicator here in the UK, Martin Flegg. I'll include that article within the show notes, and he's unpicked this and he's looked at all the different job titles that we have. So for clarity through our conversation today, when we're talking about strategically advising or being a leader of internal communication, we're talking about typically people who have the most amount of experience within a team or organization. What I want you to do is look at the IOIC profession map and map your own job against it. Dig out your job description if you can find it. And if you've been challenged to say you need to work more strategically, where are the gaps? What are you currently doing and what are therefore those stretch targets when you look at level three or even level four of that profession map? If this is the industry standard that helps us understand what it means to be a brilliant internal communicator, use it as evidence to apply within your own job. Or maybe if you've had conversations with managers like I had where you're challenged to Be working in a more strategic way. Again, use it to spot your gaps. I hope you find that useful. The second thing that we need to do when thinking about how to work strategically is to be mindful of our personal brand. Now, this sounds like something a Kardashian would have, and they certainly do. However, comms friends, I'm here to tell you that everybody has a personal brand, whether you realise it or not. I describe it as your reputation and promise. It's who you are and what you're known for. The founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, famously described your personal brand as what people say about you when you're not in the room. What do they say? Do they describe you as working strategically? Do they describe you as a trusted advisor? And if not, why not? If they do, why is that? What evidence do they have that you are working strategically, and why does this matter? I have a lot of conversations with clients and comms friends around personal brand. It's a topic that I'm interested in. I started researching it back in 2017, and I've blogged a number of times over at allthingsic.com on the topic to help internal communicators think it through. Very simply for me, if your personal brand is your reputation and promise, then it not only applies to us as individuals, but also collectively as a communication function. So being aware of what people will say about you when you're not in the room, being mindful of your reputation and promise is important, because if you want to be working strategically, you have to break it down, using things like the IOIC profession map to understand where your gaps are, and then to put it into practice, to turn it into action. I have a personal branding checklist, which again I'll include at the show notes at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. And this is looking at who you are and what you're known for and what people say about you. It's words people use to describe you. Some other sections focus on people who know you the best. This might be your friends, it might be your family, it might be a partner. And then there's a section for your stakeholders, for the people around you, the people that you work with. Now, what we're looking for here, comms friends, if we're trying to work more strategically, where is our evidence in terms of the way that we're currently working? What are people saying about the way we're working How is it showing up in those descriptions? Are people describing us as a safe pair of hands, a trusted advisor, somebody who understands the business and therefore knows what we need to prioritise? Or do they say we're the comms police, we're people who always have our red pen out and we're correcting everybody's work. What are we known for? So that's something I want you to be able to do as a result of listening to this episode, do that exercise for yourself. Take some time to really focus on you, your personal brand, your reputation and your promise. When I do this with comms teams, I often expand it out and then we talk about comms principles. So we create a team charter or a team profile or a vision for internal communication for them as a team and it's focused and rooted within personal branding. I believe that you own your personal brand and you rent it to the company that you're currently working for. I'll repeat that again. I believe that you own your personal brand and you rent it to the company that you work for. I'll record more on that in a future episode, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to close today's episode by focusing on what we need to think about. See you in a moment. friends are you looking for internal communication training courses at a time that suits you if so I've got you covered check out my range of online masterclasses at allthingsic.thinkific.com there's a whole range to choose from from how to be an internal communicator to how to create a 90-day plan how to be a comms consultant exploration an internal communicators guide to hybrid working and an introduction to internal communication channels. Full details about all of these courses can be found on that dedicated website and use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to save 10%. I hope to see you inside one of those masterclasses very soon. In the final part of today's episode, we're going to dive a little deeper into the IOIC profession map. And in particular, I've chosen a section which are the skills and expertise we need to have to be internal communicators. That's called strategy, planning and business acumen. Because these phrases are used so often when people are describing what it means to work strategically in internal comms. So we're going to unpick those together in the final part of this episode. So this is what we need to think about. As I mentioned, there are four levels of the profession map, so let's unpick it a little bit. If you are working at level one, for example, the overarching narrative of this particular strategy planning and business acumen from IOIC says we need to be able to combine strong business acumen with an understanding of people. In order to develop and implement communication strategies, plans and campaigns that benefit the organization and people working at all levels within it. What if you're working at level one? How much influence can you have when you're brand new into internal communication? I have the answer for you. Looking at the map in detail and looking at these levels in details, it talks about the need for us to execute tactical delivery of plans, ensuring alignment with communication strategies, policies, plans and our calendars, raising any discrepancies with appropriate colleagues. It also talks about making sure that delivery of all plans and activities are compliant with ethical and legal requirements and that you raise any discrepancies or concerns with appropriate colleagues. So that's level one. That is how to work in a strategic way If you're brand new into internal communication, you can do this. Moving up to level two includes examples like managing plans and campaigns to support communication strategies and that align with the communication calendar. Most comms teams have some kind of planning process in place. They might have an editorial calendar or a year planner of events. So it gives you, as Bill Quirk describes it in his book, Making the Connections, you have a helicopter view of the organisation. I'll include a link to Bill's book in the show notes at com forward slash podcast. The third level, and this is the strategically advising level that we talked about earlier, the third level of the IYC profession map when it comes to strategy planning and business acumen Includes information like identifying strategic challenges, developing local communication strategies as required, using analytical approach to include diagnosis of needs and current state. That's quite a wordy way, I think, of saying it is our business to know our business. So what we're doing is we're trying to tailor our approach. We're gathering in our insight, we're gathering in our evidence and we're making recommendations. I have a model that I've talked about back in season one of this podcast, which is my global, local, me model. And this is it personified. It's looking at how do we translate content ideas from a global level into a local level down to a me level. What's in it for me, for our employees? So we're looking at what are our strategic challenges as an organisation, what is the big thinking, what's our big plans, what are our aspirations, what's our purpose, what's our goals, what are we here to do, what difference are we trying to make in the world, why does our company exist, whether we're curing patients, selling widgets, transporting people, how does that then translate into local plans and into really personalised plans for our people. Another part of level three is making sure that we're developing comm strategies to support local change and transformation activities. Again, bringing that down, global, local, me. You're analysing, you're filtering, you're helping content make sense. You're applying everything that you know about the business in terms of how your people work, in terms of how they communicate through channels, and you're making recommendations. And the final part is level four. So a level four level, you should be able to do everything that I've mentioned already. And this is the most senior level in internal communication. This is the leading level. You need to be able to build relationships with other strategic functions, making sure that organisational level strategies are aligned. So you're looking at including external communication strategies, other people strategies. So we're not just working in isolation in internal communication. The purpose of internal communication isn't telling people what to do. It's to create a shared understanding and a shared meaning. So our employees can align their efforts with the company's goals and purpose. That alignment also includes everything I've just listed there. It's making sure that we're not working in a silo, that we are working in collaboration with our colleagues in people or HR or external or public affairs. The final thing I want to pull out from this model is the need at level four To set and monitor overall communication standards and ensure compliance to ethical and legal requirements. When you're working at a very senior level in internal communication, it is our responsibility to set the standards. And I've mentioned that quite a few times in today's episode. And that's things like toolkits, templates, advice and guidance, branding documents, tone of voice guidelines, Oh, in all sorts (laughs) the list is endless there are so many standards that you can set The key thing for me when thinking about standards is I want to see consistency. I want to be able to look at the output from an internal communication team and it is gold standard internal communication. So we've got newsletters that are on brand. We're using the right colours. We're using the right language. And we're so mindful of how the organisation needs to communicate or wants to communicate. And that shows up in everything that we produce. Setting the standards also means helping other people to communicate, to get to a really strategic or thinking cerebral level of internal communication for me is about role modeling what brilliant internal communication looks like. So it's not just about having toolkits, templates, advice, and guidance. It's helping employees to understand how to use these things. So it's having things like, one page guides to writing stories. I've seen a shift for internal communicators moving from content creators to content curators. And part of that for us is setting the standards where we help employees know how to write content. We give them a one page guide of five things to know when creating a video, 10 things to include in a story. We're not going to write everything. We're not going to create everything. We're going to curate it. There was a lot in there. I hope you found that really useful to help you start thinking about working strategically in internal communication. The final thing I want to leave you with today is to encourage you to look at job adverts. Look at senior level internal communication roles. How are they being described? What does it mean for different companies to work strategically, how does that show up for them? Look at the differences, look at the nuances of language. It gives you an indication of their culture, the way things are done around here, in terms of how they describe it. Sometimes the most senior level role in an organisation, when I look at the job spec, actually shows to me a level of immaturity in terms of understanding from the organisation when it comes to internal comms it's very often very senior roles. And I see this in startups, for example, when they're recruiting for their first internal communicator. That person needs to be all things to all people. And actually what they're asking for is a really heavy dose of tactics coupled with strategy. I hope you found this episode useful. As ever, you can find me online and I'd love to hear from you. What are you going to do as a result of listening to this episode of the Candid Comms podcast? Do get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at AllThingsIC. You can find me on Instagram, RachelAllThingsIC. Look me up on LinkedIn, Rachel Miller. Or feel free to get in touch via my website, allthingsic.com. And remember, what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon.